I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. And coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, the Puckle Podcast. Welcome to episode 337 of the Puckle Podcast. I am your not-so-usual host today, uh, Zukran. Our usual host, Thatch, is currently standing in line, like, as we speak, getting his diploma for many years hard at work in the realm of science. Uh, I am joined here today uh, on episode 337 with my co-hosts. Uh, the Fluffy Swimsy Good. Some say Lord Jishiro. <laughs> and we're here to bring you a Pucklicious episode. Uh, Puckle, of course, is a nonsensical name created by Lord Jushiro with his friend J.D. Rockefeller in the year 1900. True story. Uh, <laughs> true story. Yes. And so we're going to go ahead and start this episode with a not-so-crazy uh, Thatchless element by asking our wonderful co-hosts here today, what have you been up to in Pokemon? Hmm. Well, mostly I've been doing the draft league, uh, which you know very well. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) The draft league is currently almost halfway done in the Swiss phase. And, well, it was going really well for me. I had two wins, which made up a 10-win streak between the UTC and the draft league. And then I guess I ran out of juice. Because I had a losing streak of three games. <laughs> oh, no. Granted, there was a tiny bit of an RNG element to that, but that's no excuse, right? Let me, let me tell you, Whimsicott, like, we're in the roughest division there is, to be honest. Like, we're just, we just have all the tough competitors in there, don't we? Like, it's our Sigma, and don't we have Geo in there as well? No, they're not no, in our division. Oh, Claude, Claude is there. That's what it is. Claude is there, but Claude mm. is going to be my 12th and final match <laughs> in this phase. It's, Good luck. <laughs> it's going to be pretty yeah. crazy. Um, uh, but yeah, I had to face Gio, and he's, he's like number two in my pre-game losing streak. But finally, the Italian Azurils 
climb back against the last person <laughs> I wanted to beat, honestly, because it was against Ozzy. Oh. <laughs> and, and Ozzy is the one doing pretty much all of the work along with Gio. Oh, he's like, completely fine. He, yeah. He's like Ozzy's the greatest sport round. Absolutely, and it was it was an amazing battle. Like down <laughs> to the last two turns, we didn't know which way it was going to go because if either of us made one mistake, the other one was gonna sweep and win. And you know that's one of the things about Pokemon. Like as long as you're having a good battle, then it doesn't really matter who wins. As long as you're having a fun time, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All um, right. So uh, what's up with uh, Yuji Shiro? Let's. Well, not as I've not been playing that way, but I have been doing a lot of TCG, a lot of streaming. I've been building <laughs> some new two new decks. Uh, I'm trying to make one. It's a very quaint little deck. Uh, I called it opposite of tracks. It's a plusum and minum deck. Uh, it's uh, it's not working. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying real hard. It's, it's well. It's, you gave my hopes up there, buddy. Well, it's no, but it's 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 totally me. The deck is totally somewhat working in Japan. I just haven't got the formula uh, correct. So I, I hope to get there at one point. But another, more importantly, uh, this uh, officially is the end of the TCG Puckle Tournament. And we will definitely let you guys know the winner soon. Um, and, of course, the champion, you guys know, will have a spot on the next TCG cast. So he can tell us all about his uh, his games, what was his favorite, his highlights, and, and, of course, any strategies and tips for those that want to join in. The Puckle Tournament coming uh, every year and uh, possibly uh, more than one. So we're still in discussions, nothing set in stone yet, but it's been a lot of fun with a lot of competition, so been fun it's gonna be pretty hype like i imagine the deck of the episode is gonna be the deck that he used to win the tournament for sure for sure awesome we have some pretty crazy prizes for this don't we we do we do have some prizes uh we uh are going to get uh, i don't know the quantity gator uh took over that spot so he's handling the prices, uh, but there's going to be a lot of boosters, and we're obviously we're going to give boosters to whoever wins first place, second place. But we're, the third place, what we're going to do is we did a uh, we're going to do a random uh, pick out of a hat from all the competitors, minus the win, obviously the the two top two, uh, and we're going to choose a winner and give them an equally good prize for participating of course that uh help us and it worked honestly because many of you kept on winning even though you lost all your games you were still there playing and that was the whole purpose it's just play for fun and you will still have a chance to get great prizes so it was a success good stuff my man uh as for myself i've just been going along with this uh whole uh, draft league stuff and trying not to die in my final weeks of college <laughs> Very but, important. Yeah. Uh, people keep making fun of me for having not yet uh, received my mega bracelet, but I, to the haters, I say I'm still doing pretty all right, yo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Excadrill is currently in second place after Snorlax for the most uh, for the largest pile of bodies. Uh, but we'll see how that ends up. Anyway, let's go ahead and move on from the introduction into the news. Kind 
Town Radio Tower. This just in. And welcome to the news. We've got a lot of tasty tidbits for you Puckalonians out there today. Uh, the first piece of news that we have is that the Fighting Pokemon Go event will be, is actually, I believe, is coming soon slash going on now. I'm not entirely sure. But it's going on is- now. Oh, yeah. So what it does is it has uh, increased fighting type encounters as well as you you getting two times the experience at gyms and raids as per the fighting event. Um, I believe you can also get some additional candy somehow. I don't really play Pokemon Go anymore. What do you guys know about this? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) What I know is that I'm making good progress towards evolving Makuhita and Medicham. Because... (laughs) They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. I gotcha, I gotcha. So if you want to get those fighting-type Pokemon, now is the time to do it. Uh, additionally, the newest online tournament for Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon has been announced, and fittingly, it is called the Ultra No-Holds-Barred Tournament, and it's going to run from the 7th... Well, you can register from the 17th to the 24th. And participating in this event, you can earn 50 play points towards your uh, trainer club account. And what this uh, themes tournament is, is it's the same VGC rules as usual. Uh, But what this uh, tournament's theme is, is that it's basically you can use any Pokemon from decks number 1 to 806, except for the title legendaries. So, like, Groudon, Kyogre. I think you also can't use, like, Mewtwo. But, like, anything that has been on the cover art of a game, you can't use. The usual, but. yeah. Cover legendaries or equivalent. Mm-hmm. But you can use, like, uh, Mythicals and stuff. So, it's going to be a, a fun tournament if you're into that Ubers scene. Except not quite Ubers. It's actually very unique as a format. So, I'm interested to see what will come out of that. Um... It's going to be interesting, yeah. Uh, we also have uh, the Xerneas and the Viltal codes uh, coming this month as our special legendaries. Yup. My favorite pair of legendaries ever, probably. <laughs> In the US, you can pick up your serial codes at participating game stops from the 4th to the 27th. Uh, every country, pretty much, well, not every country, but most countries, you can go to your popular game store and pick up those serial codes as well i think like in uh australia and the and it's like eb games or something you know i don't really know i'm not gonna it's it's like game in the uk gamestop in several places in europe there's Mm. a list on therapy if you're interested in the details and (laughs) it's worth noting that as it as as it's usually been with these distributions you're getting the legendary you wouldn't usually get in your game. Mm, uh, mm. Like, you're getting Xerneas in Moon and Evil Tall in Sun, and same in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. They should be level 60 in Sun and Moon and level 100 in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, holding a gold bottle cap only in the Ultra games. Get those gold bottle caps, yo. Super convenient. Mm. Yep. Uh, and for our resident uh, TCG expert, what do we know about that? Uh, new TCG set coming out, Jushiro. So, 
for those of you at home know, last week in uh, May 4th, also known as uh, Star May Wars Day, <laughs> a.k.a. Oh also God. known as Cinco de Cuatro, for those of you of uh, Arrested Development <laughs> fans. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You've hit one it, of my soft spots for television. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it is the reveal and release. Sorry, not the reveal. The release of Forbidden Light um, It's the newest set. We had our review, two-episode review of Forbidden Light in the TCG cast, so if you want to pop over there and li- take a listen to that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it is the newest set, so it's been pretty excited in the TCG arena. Hey, Chiro, uh, Forbidden Light sounds like it certainly has something to do with the whole Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Nick Krasma thing. Am I correct in assuming you that? You are 100% correct. It is featuring Ultra Necrozma as one of the main Pokemon, uh, and all, uh, a few new Ultra Beasts, such as uh, Negadel. Uh, GX and and it's all about Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yes, isn't it? Oh, isn't there like a Mister Mime GX that like has two different variants? Like one that's immune to all even the cost attacks, and one that's immune to all odd costs or odd that is a, those are cards that do exist, but they're not from this particular set. Okay. Uh, those are already reveals from the next set. Uh, oh. uh, for yeah, for those of you at home, uh, TCG is not like the VGC in the sense that you get a game and then you basically have to uh, make your own news about it, <laughs> unless they're releasing <laughs> something every once in a while. TCG doesn't rest, so as soon as the new one is already out, we already know which are the cards that are coming in Japan. Uh, you know, uh, next month, which is three months from now for us, so it, it's been it's nonstop when it comes to the TCG. But yes, those two Mister Mimes are coming. Uh, they're basically even and odds. It protects you depending on the amount. So it's. I it's, thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it is hilarious. A few cards that are coming with those little quirks. I want to make a deck full of Mister Mimes just to annoy the opponent. <laughs> I think you can only have four right? because it's the same card, uh, right? Yeah, it's only, as long as it's the same name, uh, you can't have more than four. Oh my goodness! Okay, well that's the it, that's it for relevant normal news. Uh, I'm sure there's some other stuff out there, but you can do your own research. Uh, for Puckle news, we have three tasty tidbits. Uh, the created Pokemon applications uh, slash event that is being uh, run by our very own Linian are going to be run in are open until May 11th. If you would like to create your own Pokemon, as was discussed on the last episode, uh, you can find the link on our Discord. Uh, To get to the Discord, just go to pucklepodcast.com and go to the chat button, and you should be able to join from there. Uh, Under much the same line, we have uh, gym leader applications up as well. Now, what this, and that's up until the 20th, Uh, Gym Leader applications allow you to apply to be a gym leader in the Puckle Annual Summer League. Uh, It is a time commitment of about two hours plus a week where you uh, will battle against Puckle Ownings trying to earn badges so that they can enter the end of the Summer League tournament. And it's super fun. You get to make a themed team. I think it's uh, three Pokemon of a type two Pokemon with a move of your type, and then one wild Pokemon. And you make that gym team and you fight uh, Pokelonians. And it's a good time. Uh, If you don't want to be a gym leader, then be sure to participate in our Summer League regardless. It is a good time. 
It's we'll an have special... incredibly good time. Let yeah, we'll have special you. badge arts and everything that you can earn and collect and then show off to your friends. Again, that link is on the Discord. Everything's on the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, what are you doing with your life? It, I, I don't understand you. You are a crazy individual. Anyway... PuckleCon is going, um, we're doing this announcement every episode, PuckleCon is July 21st and 22nd at the Dayton, Ohio Convention Center, room 306. You heard it here, you can get this information online. Just a reminder, if you want to come, be sure to let people know so that we know to expect you uh, and you don't pull a whimsicott. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was going to say something more useful, like we can add you to the Discord channel, so you can like find a roommate and stuff. But yeah, I'm sorry, I stole everybody's thunder, and nobody can can move again. I'm sorry, I had to do it. Anyway, do you guys have any other news you'd like to discuss before we move on? No, we're good. All right, let's move on to Puckle trivia. And welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we quiz your co-hosts on their learned Pokemon knowledge. Uh, of course. <laughs> today we have uh, Dushiro and Whimsicott working together in order to score as many points as possible. We have five questions today where you can earn a, a total number of seven points possible. Uh, Each question is worth one, except for one multiple choice question, which will be worth two. Uh, Well, not multiple choice, but question with multiple answers. Uh, And if you do not use any of your, you get one hint. If you do not use the hint and you get all the questions right, you get a bonus point for grand total of seven. Now, since this is a Thatchless episode, I have taken the liberty to write all of the trivia questions myself. Take that how you will. (laughs) Not well. (laughs) How I I will is not well. I don't think they're that hard, but we'll see. <laughs> very, very good at this. So you think a hard question is actually easy. So. Mm. Well, I think they have, uh, you know, I think that if you guys pool your knowledge, it should be easy enough. I tried to write questions that wouldn't be, you know, out of the ballpark. Honestly, lately, my only goal in trivia is to look like... Not a complete fool, just a slight <laughs> fool. Then I'm sorry, Tim Sikot. I am so, so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I even made a TCG question just for you, mate. Woo, I'm sure I'm going to miss that one, too. All right. So this first question is probably the hardest question out of them all, just to get you, to, to break that barrier, you know? Nice. Um, so question number one. In Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, the Pokemon Budu. Uh, can learn a move via move tutor that neither of its later evolutions can learn via the same method. What is this move? Hey, that's the which which Pokemon is this? Budu. Okay. As the Pokemon evolves into Rosalia and Razorade. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yes. Uh, what do you think? I haven't the faintest, unfortunately, because. I've been thinking about bringing a Roserade for years, and I haven't done it yet. Curse me. 
So, um, how good is she with the spores? Does she learn them all? Uh, no, she no? doesn't learn spore. And I think if uh, Badu could learn spore, Roserite would be a you right now. No, no. What, <laughs> I, <I'm>, <laughs> what, what I meant by spores is all of them, like sleep uh, powder, all the powders. Oh, it does learn um, sleep powder and poison powder, I'm pretty sure. Um, honestly, I think... Okay, so oh, let's think ooh, about it. Isn't it maybe fake tears or something like that? Like something baby-related? I think it might have gotten that before. Oh, Is okay. fake tears a tutor move? Oh, I don't no think idea. so. You're t- I'm, I'm just throwing here stones. Do you, do you wanna... <laughs> since he, said, he did say this is the harder quest, question. probably the do hardest wanna, question. Do you want to get the hint? Sure. I have no problem. Okay. Let's get the hint. All right. Uh, your hint is uh, twofold. One, it is a normal type move, okay. and two, it is a special move. Okay. okay. And by special, I mean it is a special attacking move. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, ba- so like something like fake tears or charm. Sweet no, kid. that, that is, a is a status move. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Okay. There we a go. Special move would be something like solar beam like... or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Something like. Round or echo voice. Uh, what about ooh? What about this one? Uh, echo voice. Echo voice. Is I mean, it that's the name? The, the when it is the name echo voice. Okay. And um... I should throw in that this Pokemon could not learn this move until Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Mm. A, spe- it, a normal special move. It doesn't really that... help as much, but. Um... Let's, I'm guessing it's either uh, Echo Voice, that one that where they scream each time they scream, it gets more powerful. Yes, I think it's that one. I mean, I don't know if we do learn that before Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, though. Uh, I, I'm I don't in this remember. Question. It's not. It's not the kind of move you'd use on Roserade anyway. So, yeah. and I, it's just why would it learn it when? Roselia and Roserade can't, and I think you're right that it has to have something to do with it being a baby Pokemon. So, um, like, let's go with either Equid Voice or Round. I think Equid Voice Ooh, might Round. That was the, one, the other one I was thinking about. Right, yes. let's get that answer. Okay, which one? Me? Yeah. Let's say Equid Voice. There we go. Uh, unfortunately, that's incorrect. The correct answer is Uproar. Never really uh, guessed it. From well, what I understand, uh, isn't Echoed Voice a TM move? It probably is, but it is. Um, it's I I haven't um, actually made one of those super gimmicky Echoed Voice um, <laughs> teams yet. Yeah, I thought this was a really weird question, but like if you knew your tutor moves and with the hint, it should have been. Uh, I haven't I haven't used the tutor as much except for just a couple of specific moves. I gotcha. Well, yes, you can only teach uproar to Budu and not to Roselia and Roserade. So that's something you I would like to well, point we're, out. Well, at that least we were, were in the ballpark the right that it track. was Yeah, I, yeah we, exactly. Yeah. We were in the ballpark that it was a sound-based attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good so, job. I'll pat uh, us on the head anyway. <laughs> pat yourselves on the head. All right. Question did. number two is our side series question. I like to throw one of these in. In Pokemon Ranger Guardian Signs, 
if you downloaded a special mission from RangerNet, you could catch a certain Pokemon from Oblivia's past and transfer it to any fourth generation main series game. What was this mythical Pokemon? Wow. <laughs> Wait, catch or hatch? Yeah, you could catch a Pokemon with the Ranger okay. Styler in because the uh, special mission and then transfer I remember it to the, the game. first Pokemon Ranger gave you a Manaphy egg, mm-hmm. but. This you is a different that. Pokemon Ranger, right? This is the third Pokemon Ranger. Exactly. So, from the past... Can you repeat the name of the region, please? Oblivia. Oblivia. Mm. Well, it's from the And it's the a fourth past. gen, so it should be a fourth gen related Pokemon. Um, I mean, they did give Manaphy out in the first Pokemon Ranger. Oh, that... Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, uh, all of the Pokemon Ranger games are fourth gen. <laughs> exactly, wow. and oh, okay. I don't think it was shaming. And it said Oblivia, which means to forget something. And in the past, and the one mythical Pokemon that has something to do with forgetting and time is Celebi. Do you think it's a Celebi? I don't, but it's it would be my my best guess, honestly. It would be my best guess too. Oh I, wait, wait, I, wait, 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 wait! Darkrai. Why Darkrai? Darkrai. Uh, it just it just feels right because um, Darkrai oh, is oblivion. Yes, 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 and it's fourth gen too, right? Yeah, and it's yep, a mythical in fourth gen. Darkrai. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Darkrai. Uh, your final answer. Yes. Okay, well, I tender your answer, and I have unfortunately have to say that's incorrect. The correct answer is not something you consider is Deoxys. And uh, Deoxys is a special event Pokemon in each Pokemon Ranger game. Uh, in, a, in Guardian Signs, you can actually catch it and then transfer it to a main series game. It was one of the only ways to get Deoxys via a fourth gen game. And this is when you find out I have never played a single Ranger game. <laughs> or do your that homework. we played fourth gen so long ago I don't even remember. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Well, hopefully these next ones should be easier for you. I think they will. Uh, Question number three. This is the TCG question for Tushima. The card text of this supporter card in the Pokemon TCG reads, Your Pokemon reveals his... Your, no, your opponent reveals his or her hand and shuffles all item cards found there into his or her deck. Then draw a number of cards equal to the number of item cards your opponent shuffled into his or her deck. What is the card's name? This is a supporter, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's one of those cards that you read it once and you're like, yeah, that sucks. I'm never going <laughs> to play this. Um, and then you don't remember again. Ah, uh, wow. Um... I know that card exists. I'm just trying to pinpoint which one is the supporter card. Could it be... I don't... I don't think it's TV Reporter. TV Reporter did something similar, but I'm not too sure if that's that's exactly what it is. Wow. Jishira? Yes. What does the Clement card do? The what? Clement, Clement. card? Clement mm-hmm. uh, allows you to search for uh, electric energies. So okay. 
that's not it. It was just uh, the only the only NPC I could think of. Yeah, yeah, that's it, related to is, items. No, <laughs> and this and and what makes this even contribution to this. And this, for sure, is at least I might be a hundred percent wrong, but I don't think that this is any of the uh, actual characters. This seems like a, a like a last TV reporter <laughs> type of character, mm. uh, supporter, which is you know not a named character, but one of those Randor supporters. Uh, it 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 sounds like it's because you're investigating. It's hey, where I'm kind of. Hey. There's always a logic behind him. What you steal? You steal stuff. Could it be like the burglar or something? Uh, it's none of the, the grunts. All right, I'm gonna give you 15 seconds to figure this out. It's none of the grunts because the grunts are all about discarding energies, discarding cards from your hand, but nothing put back to your deck, right? Because it's putting the items back into the deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, for whatever reason, TV supporters the only one. Uh, TV reporters right. the only one. I need an answer. Mind. What do you think, uh, Wimsika? We're going to fail if this that's one. That's the I'm one really... that comes to mind. Then that's the only one, and I'm not 100% sure. Uh, uh, let's go with that one. TV All reporter. right. Well, unfortunately, yep, I was not... incorrect. The correct answer is Getsis from the Plasma Freeze set. Wow, Getsis. Yeah. I totally forgot about Getsis. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, hopefully we're... All learning a bit from this, and the listeners as well. I'd be like, these are pretty hard. I'm sorry, guys. I feel it's bad. Okay. <laughs> I, these are incredibly hard. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hopefully, this. I think this one is probably the easier one, and it's the multiple options one. Uh, you just need to get two of the three correct answers in order to get two points. And let's go ahead and move on to question number four. Light clay is an item that increases the duration of moves like Reflect or Light Screen when held by a Pokemon. Obtaining Mm -hmm. this item is usually a matter of finding it held by a Pokemon in the wild. There are three evolutionary lines that have been known to have a 5% chance of holding this item in the wild. Name as many as you can. Okay. Um... Can you repeat the question one more time? Yes. Uh, light clay is an item that increases the duration of moves like reflect or light screen and held by a Pokemon. Obtaining this item is usually a matter of finding it held by a Pokemon in the wild. There are three evolutionary lines that have been known to have a 5% chance of holding this item in the wild. Name as many as you can. Okay. Uh, clay I, doll, for sure. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think that might not be one, but let's keep it as one of our three answers. What? Clay doll? Yeah, I know. It sounds like it's the perfect one, and yet I'm pretty sure it's wrong. But we'll see. Let's keep it as one of our answers. Okay. Um, doll and uh, I, I looked it up because I, I needed a what light What about clay. Soul Rock and Moon, uh, Luna Rock? Soul, Soul Rock and Lunatone? Lunatone, uh, sorry, yeah. That, Luna Rock. <laughs> that sounds right, and it was my other thought. So, I can't believe I yes, did not remember Getsis. Yes, no, yes, yes. I'm <laughs> pretty. I'm pretty sure it's those three. Those three? You sure? Uh, yeah, because I thought um, it was like I need a light clay, and uh, um, I'm just gonna get one off of a Pokemon, and so I'm gonna get home from Soul Rock and Lunatone. What do you mean, Soul Rock and Lunatone are not in Pokemon Sun and Moon? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I remember doing that. So yeah, let's go with those. The Claydol line, Soul Rock and Lunaton. Well, um you got one point from that question. <laughs> and the correct answer that you gave was the Claydol line. Okay. Uh, okay. The other two correct answers were the Mudbray slash Mudsdale line 
and mm. the Golet slash Golurk line. I should have known the Golurk one. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, me too. Yeah, we should have known so that one. So you got the Baltoy slash Claydol answer. Which uh, I thought was wrong. Just goes to show how <laughs> on top of things I am today. So, uh, in uh, Oraz is the game that you can find it on Baltoy slash Claydol. Uh, Ult- Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, Sun and Moon, it's Mudbrain, Mudsdale. And in other games, it's always Golet and Golurk. Okay. All right, and this last question is, I sure hope that you remember your Gen 5 knowledge. Uh, generally... You're not even giving us a base stat question. You're just evil. <laughs> <laughs> no base stat questions. That's, that's Oh, no. Okay, right. fine, fine. Shoot. Uh, question 5, Gen 5. Generally, every Pokemon region has its own operator slash creator of the PC system. Some of these creators have been Bill, Lynette, and BB. What is the name of the corresponding individual to the Unova region? Wasn't he supposed to be like a like a delinquent? Uh, that's in um, in Kaos. Oh, a punk okay. guy. A punk Kaos. guy, yeah. Nope. Um, um, okay, let me... I mean, oh, it has to be. It has to do with the dream too, doesn't it? Uh, do you, wait. That's Professor Burnett. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um. Okay, so, it, so the problem is, I mostly played Gen Five in Italian, and the names are different. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's yep. unfortunate. Um, Gen Five. Um, is was this a boy or a girl? <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I feel bad for you guys, so I'm gonna <laughs> say it's a girl. Okay. Um, it just, what do you think uh, for Gen Five? Wait, 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 wait. That's. I have it. It's what? the it's the girl from Pokemon Bank. What's her name? <laughs> um, oh, I yeah. know the character. Don't remember the name at all. Um, it's um, hmm. I I know it's the one. For, I'm pretty sure it's the the one who welcomes you to Pokemon Bank. Uh, <laughs> I just can't get her name to come up. Right now, uh, Bridget. Bridget. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That makes. Bridget. That makes total. Yep. Well. Yes. Okay. I'll uh, take that as your answer, and it is unfortunately incorrect. Uh, <laughs> we suck. The answer, <laughs> the dream professor that you were thinking of, is Professor Fennel, but um, unfortunately, that is not correct either. It is actually Professor Fennel's friend. Amanita. I knew they were related in some oh, way. The yeah. one that gives you the paw pod. Yeah. Mm. The, I don't feel bad about this question because, well, I feel bad for Wimsicott since you played in Italian, but you see this person's name on the PC every time you open the PC. Yeah. So like Amanita's PC or BB's PC or Lynette's PC. You know how it works. Do you really, though, see it in Gen 5? Yes. I mm. remember this. I think... Well, either way, it was a legitimate question. Uh, I it was just, that... just just to watch your back scrum for the next time you're on. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean for it to be so hard. All right, so I'm no, up you know to... I adore you, but you you got something coming, my uh, brother. There is a change. In the this is no different from any other time I'm in <laughs> on the uh, trivia, so I'm cool. Scores have been updated. Uh, currently in the lead with 14 points is Doctor Shamu, followed by Whimsicott in second place now with 10 points, followed by Sublime Manic with nine points. Followed by Scrawn with five points. Followed by Bosephus with five. Viger with five. Maximus with four. And now Jushiro with one. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I am sorry. And we've got still zero with uh, Basket, Gator, and Snack. I mean, Jushiro, there, there has absolutely been a TCG episode in the past three weeks, so you're at two at least. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll put it at two. No problem. No, wait, wait, wait. Let, let's actually. I that failed. I failed I at the Getsis. numbers. Not, right. not only, not only did I not remember Getsis, I did not remember that was a very freaking good card too. So I completely <laughs> failed there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the questions. Were I love reasonable. it because he said, "Oh, the car does that, this and this." Yeah, and that. And it's he just said, like, yeah, this it's car just sucks. That's yeah, it's called it. sucks. I don't. This that can't be a name character. <laughs> All right, so let's I am the host, on. ladies and gentlemen. I am the host. <laughs> of let's go ahead and move on to the topic of this episode and forget about this horrendous atrocity of trivia. Trivia. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Puckalonians, it's Sublime Manic. Can't get enough of your favorite flip-flopping podcast? Then check out our social media. You can find links to our Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube all from our website, PucklePodcast.com. And you can join our Discord to hang out with your favorite hosts and other Puckalonians. Also, check us out at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast. And if you have an Amazon Prime account, consider subscribing to our Twitch channel. You can also check us out at YouTube at YouTube slash Puckle Podcast. And we also have a Patreon if you're able to give anything at Patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the topic. As you have probably seen in the episode description slash title, the topic of today's episode is Japanese mythology relating to Pokemon. Now, of course, we had a recent mythological origins episode, and this is sort of the addendum to that because Japanese mythology in Pokemon definitely deserves its own topic considering that you know Nintendo is a Japanese company we've got like basically half the Pokemon have at least some tie to you know uh, either yokai or just Japanese myths or deities in general Uh, now we've got a bunch of stuff we want to talk to of course we can't talk about everything because you know it's a one to two hour episode but uh, one of the Pokemon I'd like to start off with. Before you start, I just wanted to make the comment that it's so nice of, obviously, our boy here, Scrawn, that he was he lived the Japan dream, and it's all about Japan, and he's awesome to bring in the two most otaku guys uh... <laughs> from Pockle to come do this Japanese episode. I just wanted to say, Scrawn, thank you. Uh, well... <laughs> I'll do my best. I, I like I like mythology in general. I'm not planning to like uh, talk in Japanese or anything and confuse people. But what the first Pokemon is Blaziken, and Blaziken has its origins in uh, the Buddhist uh, Japanese mythology. Uh, it, it comes from a creature known as the Karuda, and the Karuda is. Uh, 
basically this giant chicken man and who runs around with fire blazing from his legs and he eats snakes and dragons that are not Buddhist. <laughs> you know what this sounds like? This sounds like the next step. Like, it's a sequel. It's a sequel. <laughs> like, the phoenix became Garuda, and then he uh, went... Yeah, that's actually what it is. It, it, uh, it went from Garuda, which is, uh, you know, sort of Arabic in origin. Yeah, to... what it sounds like, it's like a monster. You're killing off people that are not Buddhist? Yeah, it's <laughs> a Buddhist basically a uh, deity that runs around and is a giant chicken that eats snakes and dragons that don't like follow buddha interesting <laughs> and essentially this... it's a giant fire chicken running around saying be chill or else <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and it's and... kind of like a paradox you know, like, that's what a lot of this kind of stuff is. But I, I thought it was super cool. And, like, you might think, Blaze again, oh, that's just a rooster, right? Yeah, I would have <laughs> never guessed that it actually came from a mythology, 100%. Uh, to me, it was just, oh, it's just a fighting chicken. Okay. <laughs> I can see how they got there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so let's go ahead and go in order of the co-hosts. We can each talk about something we want to. Uh, what about you, Wimsicott? What do you got? Well, my favorite one is obviously Jirachi, because I'm an old romantic. Oh, the shooting star. Would you like exactly. us to tell us the story of Jirachi? Yes, I would. Uh, I think I've mentioned this before. Jirachi is based on two myths. One is obviously wishing upon a star. And the other when is the Japanese... wish upon a star... Get out of here. <laughs> you... I guess. Um, the other one thing Jirachi is based on, like, you can see it's shaped like a star, but what are those dangly yellow thingies? The dangly yellow thingies are actually strips of paper that you're supposed to write your wish on during the Tanabata festival, which happens on the seventh day of the seventh month, sometimes of the eighth month, depending on the region in Japan. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, it's essentially a um, festival based on a really lovely legend of, well, Scranton described them as star-crossed lovers, which is exactly what they are, <laughs> that they are stars that yes. are lovers. So, but are human, they crossed? They are. There's a big giant cross <laughs> in the middle. The Let way the Japanese the legend describes it are two lovers separated by the great river of milk in the sky. <laughs> Exactly, which is the Milky Way. And the lovers are Orihime, which is the princess, the star Vega, and um, Hikoboshi, who is the cowherd and is the star Altair in the constellation of the eagle. And these two constellations, these two stars, are on either side of the Milky Way. And they were so sad at having been separated by Orihime's father, the, the sky god, the universe. Mm-hmm. And that they made a pact. And once a year, if they had done their job properly, he would grant them the ability to meet each other. But they had no way of crossing the river. And so a flock of magpies stepped in. And the flock of magpies is actually the constellation of the swan, which is a giant big cross in the sky planted across the Milky Way. Okay. Mm -hmm. Between those two. 
And the magpies help the lovers meet each other and cross every year on the seventh day of the seventh month. And if on that night you write your wish on a little tag and you put it on a sprig of bamboo or on a wishing tree, the wish will come true. Tanabata is a pretty big deal. I just want to add that our ancient ancestors, across the board, no matter what culture you're in, no matter what race, our ancestor were extremely bad at connected dots. Because mm. when you see the constellations and you see a cross in the sky, they got a squan out of that. I don't know how they got there. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like, that's just a cross. It's just two lines. If you cross them, it's a cross. No, you know, it's a squan. First of all, the, like northern, the northern constellations were Arabic in origin and the cross is not as important as a symbol. <laughs> they might even you can, predate uh, the entire stuff. Christianity thing. So, <laughs> so actually, I much rather have a constellation called the Swan. But it's not even that. It's like Orion. That is the Orion constellation. It's three stars together with like four that's, ones around them. The but that's a man Orion. in battle with a sword and a shield. No, 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 it's no, no, like, no. how did they get there? But I'm kidding. Of course I'm kidding. You're talking astronomy to Whimsicott. I'm shaking my finger at you. <laughs> three stars in Orion are just Orion's belt. Then there are three stars that are the knife, sure. the dagger, the sword hanging from the belt. And then you have two feet, two shoulders, the arm, <laughs> you have everything. It is sure, shaped sure. like a hunter. Do not this my favorite constellation. <laughs> and, uh, simmer down, people. Simmer down. Uh, so, so the point, the way that uh, Jirachi is related is that the strips of paper on it are the wishes that will come true if you write on them whenever it wakes up. Okay, cool. Uh, Jushiro, what would you like to talk about? So I'm going to bring down ba- down from the stars and back into the ground with uh, this little cute little Pokemon called Wishcash. Now, you guys are saying, well, Jishiro, you went super easy mode. Of course, grab the catfish for Japanese mythology. And you're right. However, it is still worth uh, discussing how uh, the mythology of where Wishcash come from. Now, Wishcash is based, uh, or at least we assume it's based from Masasu. It's a catfish in Japanese mythology which causes earthquakes. Simple enough. Um, but um, it's 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 still pretty interesting in the gra- uh, in the grounds of history where it came from. Now. Following an earthquake near Edo, in, which is modern-day Japan, uh, Tokyo, in 1855, there was a huge earthquake, and from there, the, the Namasu became worshipped as the god of world rectifi- uh, rectification. The Namasu um, uh, basically was this giant uh, catfish that would create earthquakes in Japan. Now the reason where they got that for uh, where they got there was that it is believed by some that the origin story uh is the the notion that catfish can sense small tremors uh that happen before earthquakes. As you guys know, catfish are bottom feeding fish, so they're constantly slithering through the the uh the bottom of the uh of the water uh of the um and with their long whiskers 
into the ground. So it was supposed that the sudden activity that was observed in ancient times and people believed that the quakes were a result of this giant catfish, which all the smaller catfish were just unconscious with. So that's where it came from, and, and that's how Japanese explained earthquakes. It was based on this huge catfish. And the fact that Pokemon made a, a, a character from that a, a catfish Pokemon was definitely a lot of fun for me. I, I, I remember that first time. Actually, it was actually yeah. so cool. I would be remiss not to dig up a really, really old Puckle joke. Please. It was so cool it. that the last time someone mentioned this on the air, it might have been Scrawn. That uttered the mortal words, I want to be based on a catfish legend. (laughs) (laughs) Brother. What? It was like episode 160 or something. Or maybe even maybe even earlier than that. (laughs) I mean, the legend was cool. He had no idea that Wishkas was based on such a cool legend, and he said, I want to be based on a catfish legend. I want to be based on a catfish legend. All right, so we let's move on. We need a catfish legend icon on the Discord. We've got a lot of stuff to be uh, looking at here. Uh, now, as we had said before, a lot of um, Pokemon are based on yokai or just Japanese demons. Of course, we have uh, uh, yokai watch. Uh, if you ever want to like get more into the fun side of yokai but pokemon is basically the original uh yokai game uh then one of these i'd like to talk about is the is the yokai of gluttony and in this case uh the pokemon mawile is largely based on it and mawile is based on the creature known as the hutakuchiona and what that translates to is the two-mouthed woman and the the myth goes something along the lines of this, and it's more of a cautionary tale myth. It's sort of a black forest, don't go into the woods, Hansel and Gretel sort of thing, right? Uh, and where it came from is there was a miserly man who hoarded all of his money and wouldn't feed his uh, family appropriately. And uh, the one to suffer the most was, of course, the wife. Uh, she wasn't eating enough, so... Uh, eventually a head grew on the back of her head and it would just eat everything in sight and eventually that enormous voracious head ate her husband because he wasn't feeding her <laughs> and, wow uh, yeah so it's kind of a dark tale but Mawile does of course eat with the mouth on the back of its head uh, and uh... <laughs> or two if you make a bowl of her that's true like it gets even more voracious from that uh of course the lesson from that is uh to be learned from that is that you should always uh not be stingy because you'll get eaten by the head on the back of your family member's head see the version of the story i had heard wasn't as complex i just thought it was about someone not eating enough and so my thought originally had been wow us westerners we just say, open up for the choo-choo, and oh, the Japanese God. go and invent an entire monster to get the children to eat their dinner. Mm. This makes a lot more sense. I just, mm. what, what I'm hearing is that they're more effective <laughs> in the way of actually convincing kids to do stuff. I mean, yeah. Yes. You know, every culture has its cautionary myths. Mm-hmm. We have them. All right, let's go on to the next one. Well, I would like 
to talk about one that really amuses me. Dance bars. Mm-hmm. Dance bars is you I mean, it's cute, I adore it, but it's completely useless, right? Mm-hmm. And That's kind let's of the just point. hope it stays that way forever. Unlike Farfetch, no, I want Dunskers to stay like that forever. I'm still waiting for Mega Dance Bars, my man. Anyway, <laughs> Dance Bars is based on the Tsuchinoko, which is a Japanese scripted, much like Bigfoot or Yeti or Chupacabra. And what you're not aware, is a creature that has uh, supposed that supposedly exists, but is not proven to exist. Which one? All of them? All of them. Like cryptid, <laughs> the definition yeah. of cryptid. By is... the way, uh, like all to settle, and uh, it is said that uh, the chupacabra came from this very unknown place called Puerto Rico. I just wanted to say that it's the origins <laughs> of that story. Jushiro so. is a chupacabra. <laughs> That's awesome. I-, I didn't know specifically that it was from Puerto Rico. Yeah, it started. Anyway, there. anyway, continue. Um. So, the Tsuchinoko is distinguished by all of these other incredibly interesting cryptids by the fact that its only characteristic is that it's really, really hard to find. It's a fat snake that burrows into the ground backwards. That's the one thing it can do. It's completely useless. It's not strong. It's not valuable. It's does it doesn't have magic powers. It's I just think a cowardly. It gives, like, good luck to anyone who can see one. <laughs> because you have to be lucky to see one in the first place, mm-hmm. much yeah. like the Chansey conundrum. Mm-hmm. So, our um, uh, dance parse is incredibly hard to find, and it was incredibly hard to find back in Gen Two, and its only purpose was to be found, and I've yeah. always found it in incredibly amusing like they even gave it like tiny little wings like better legends than me have winged snakes but i'm not one of them i can't do anything with these <laughs> tiny wings <laughs> uh, oh there was that parts. i love people who try to use the whole serene grace uh strategy with him like you have to stick the king's rock on him and then you just rock slide stuff that's slower oh no you <laughs> paraflinch stuff it gets oh glare. that's right that's right. That's right. That's what it is. Flare rock slide. <laughs> and you troll people with dance bars. It's a good time. <laughs> what have you got, Jushiro? Well, to uh, keep on the uh, theme of yokais, I do have a yokai. In fact, this yokai is a pretty famous one to the point where there's a yokai watch character. For those of you who know yokai watch, I mean, I know that me and Thatch are probably the only two in the whole of Puckle. But there's already a yokai based on her, Fastina. For those of you who play Yokai Watch, uh, but there is also a Pokemon, and very little, pe- very, not very people can make that connection, um, and that is of course Frostlass. Frostlass, those of you know that that's the alternate evolution for uh, Snorunt. Um, instead of evolving into Glacy, it will evolve into Frostlass. Now Frostlass is interesting because she's based on this Yokai, uh, which is a female spirit of Japanese folklore known Yuki Ona. Now, Yuki Ona is one of my actual favorite li- uh, myths. Uh, she's, I kind of, not because the stories are similar, but I kind of associate her with the white women or the white girl from Western uh, U.S. lore, which mm-hmm. is the, the, the woman that you find 
um, in the middle Crying of the road. Over yep. dead children. Yeah. Yeah, in a bridge and in the middle of nowhere that if you happen to go there driving, you can pick her up. Well, it's not the same story by far, but it gives me it's that same little like, La Llorona, right? It, it, La Llorona, exactly. It's this. It's this very universal story of this beautiful young woman who dies young, uh, and she is in tears and in sorrow for the rest of eternity, that it somewhat uh, resonates with all cultures, no matter what. And Japanese has her own in Yukiono. Now, some legends say that Yukiona being associated with winter and snowstorms is a spirit of someone who perished in the snow. She She's at the same time beautiful and serene, yet ruthless in killing unsuspecting mortals. Uh, un- much like La Llorona and the White Lady, uh, until the 18th century, uh, century, she was almost uniformly portrayed as evil. But today, however, stories often color her as more human, emphasizing her ghost-like nature and ephemeral uh, beauty. Uh, in many stories, the Yukiona appears to travelers trapped in sandstorms and uses her icy breath to leave them in a frost as frost-coated corpses other legends says that she leads them astray uh, as they simply die in exposure other times she manifests by holding a child uh in in she basically like the siren lowers her unsuspe- uh, unsuspecting men with her beautiful uh voice and her beautiful uh image uh to just lead them into um into their death and that is mm. what Frostlass is dedicated to that Yukiona la Llorona the white girl she has many names but that's her that's the white woman that is waiting for you if you go outside and you're not paying attention you will hear her cries you will try to help and you will find your doom well that is that's fun that's a fun time <laughs> <laughs> good stuff um, I wonder why we use a dawn stone to evolve snow runt instead of a dusk stone in this case, you know? <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> well, next up, I think it's kind of paramount that we talk about the trickster figure of a lot of Japanese folklore. And like, if, if anyone who studies mythology knows that every every mythology, like the first and the most important god often is the trickster god. And the trickster god is oftentimes the one who will steal fire or betray the other gods in order to give humanity an, a leg up. You know, uh, in some cases, there's uh, the, the fox in Native American mythology, the uh, Maui, you know, uh, you know Maui from, uh, you know, the uh, Pacific yeah. mythology. Yeah, the and, Disney uh, movie, I know. Loki, <laughs> yeah, the, like from, the, from Moana, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> There's, of course, uh, Loki, you know, uh, moving on. The trickster figure, or one of the trickster figures in a lot of Japanese mythology, are the kitsune. And the kitsune are another, they basically just mean fox. And you even call foxes kitsune in Japanese. But the fox, again, is uh, uh, represented by Vulpix and Ninetales in, uh, in Pokemon. And... This is very blatant because of nine tails is nine tails. And it is said that the most powerful of the kitsune, those who trick mankind into doing things they probably shouldn't do, uh, would have nine tails and could grant wishes with those nine tails. Uh, 
The, Which is said, why Ninetales learns all of those moves like Chorus, Grudge, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, if you were to touch oh. uh, Kitsune's tail, then it would put a curse on you for oh, daring cool. to uh, touch the tail. Actually, this is a main uh, theme in, if you've ever played the original Pokemon uh, Mystery Dungeon Blue or Red version, the primary antagonist is Ninetales. Oh, if you haven't done that, and you actually are journeying from a lot of the game to find the nine tails that supposedly cursed you into being a Pokemon. Uh, spoiler alert: you find out that nine tails didn't curse you, but actually cursed uh, another Pokemon in the game that uh, was also trying to find out why they had turned into a Pokemon from a human. Anyway, you should go play that game if you want to find out more. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do we got next from you, Jushi? Oh, me? So, we got... Oh, oh from... I mean, uh, when's it? Sorry. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's the same. Uh, I guess Zoroar and Zoroark are also based on the Kitsune, then. Yeah, yeah like cool. any fox Pokemon. Especially uh, Zoroark, because it literally disguises itself as other... Uh, it's really cool. Uh, but I think Zoroark also has uh, roots in... Uh, the North American mythological creature known as oh, the, yeah. Wend- the Wendigo. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, you're right. I mm-hmm. never made that connection until now. Yeah. That's so cool. That's why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> anyway, um, my last contribution is Suicune, actually, which is one of my favorite Pokemon. And I didn't know there was a Japanese myth behind it. Like, you know that we argue all the time about the legendary beasts being legendary dogs, legendary cats, or whatever they are. Yeah. And Suikun is actually based on the Kirin, which is a myth that essentially spans most of Eastern Asia. And it's like a dragon, or a unicorn, or a deer. Or a big cat, or whatever. So I, I guess it's justified in Suikun's case. And it's said to be able to walk on water, and to be powerful and peaceful. And mostly we get the connection to the Kirin, because the like the prism crest on Suikun's head is an element of the Kirin's design in many, many instances. That's cool. the, the, part that I, the part that I thought was interesting is... You know that if you go with the cat's interpretation, like Entei looks like a lion and Raikou is a saber-toothed tiger and Suikun is a leopard. Why is Suikun a leopard? No idea. Because the Fujin, the Japanese god of the wind, wears a leopard skin as his coat. Ah! He's the personification of the north wind, much like Suikun. Cool stuff. Right? So we see uh, multiple uh, design influences coming into Pokemon here. Exactly, like you were saying on, on the last episode about this, mm-hmm. which I That's thought was yeah. really cool. Good stuff. All right, so I think we've got time for one more. What do you got for us, Jushiro? So I got a mythception for you guys. Now, it's a myth inside of a myth, you see? Super interesting. (laughs) Now, my choice, though, is very easy. Absol. Now, some of you at home are listening saying, like, just zero. 
everyone knows about Absol. He's basically the, the Pokemon, the beast, and when you encounter it, it means that um, destruction is in its wake. It said so in every single Pokedex entry from the Pokemon since it's been introduced. True. But where did it come from? It certainly did not come from the Mothman, which is the Western version. It came from not a Japanese, but a China mythology. That's why I'm kind of like a mythception, because it's a it's a Japanese myth that origins actually come from China. Now, Absol is based on Baisi, a Japanese mythology whose name literally translates to the White Marsh, which contributes to its white fair. It is generally described as this white, uh, white beast distinguished by having one or two horns on its head, considered to be an intelligent beast, based on its gifted with the ability to understand human speech and the knowledge on the forms and habits of 11,520 types of supernatural creatures in the world. In the legend, the Baisai shares its knowledge to the Yellow Emperor, which was subsequently compiled in the book called Baisai 2. Few uh, uh, of its supposed fragments survive today in Japan. It is known as the Hakataku. In, it, is, it is a related legend similar to the creature known as the uh, Kuta, uh, Kutabi predicted that the plague would sweep through the Toyama Prefecture, it's hard to pronounce, <laughs> of Japan. It is also sometimes said that it has an extra eye, which is, it is symbolic in the absolute Pokemon by its gem in its forehead. Um, it is said to have a, a third eye. Uh, that would, uh, 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 in its head or in its back even, which may be represented by the oval that appears in Absol's forehead, as I just said. Um, so it is this one Pokemon, one monsters that understands humans, but also understands all the supernatural creatures in the world. So it is this connection that is quite awesome with mythology. Yeah, the, the common Japanese image generally depicts it as um, a uh, bovine or monstrous felid uh, creature with nine eyes and six horns, just like Absol, I guess. Well, I see that we've taken some uh, creative liberties here. Oh, yes. <laughs> Arrange sets of three or twos uh, on both its flanks and its man-like mm-hmm. face. It does have a man-like face. Um, and it's just this creature that, yes, it does uh, 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 predict disaster and and when it when it in its wake however it is much more there it is it is just a creature full of knowledge and wisdom that we're just scared of it because when he appears you associate it with disaster because it you know forecasts disaster when it it's not actually the cause but it's what brings it you know there we go yep brings the news and don't blame the messenger right we can always get back to that proverbs Mm mm-hmm Anyway, so I think that's all the time we have for the topic today. Uh, we'll talk about another uh, Pokemon from mythology, Japanese mythology in the poke of the episode. But until then, we've got a short commercial break. Are you searching for a delicious acidic beverage in your life? Well, how about you try Diet Corsola Cola? Ground up from freshly harvested Corsola branches, Diet Corsola Cola has zero calories and tries the flavor of normal Corsola Cola. And the best part of Diet Corsola Cola, it really won't make your gums bleed. Probably. Get some at your local Pokemart today. 
Tired of those boring drinks like Green Tauros and Corsola Cola? Then try Toxapepsi, the powerful drink that will revolutionize your life and death. Guaranteed to cause severe medical problems while tasting absolutely amazing. Toxapepsi is the only drink on the market guaranteed to give you a heart attack or other extraneous medical complications. Some may see that, say that this isn't a very good marketing strategy but we at Toxapepsi Co. say, who cares? Go get some from your local Pokemart this second, ya noobs. Toxapepsi, the taste is merciless. <laughs> And welcome to Puckle's Poke of the Episode. Today, the Poke of the Episode is number 272, Ludicolo, the Carefree Pokemon. Its Omega Ruby Pokedex entry states, Ludicolo begins dancing as soon as it hears cheerful, festive music. This Pokemon is said to appear when it hears the singing of children on hiking outings. That's not <laughs> creepy at all. <laughs> Imagine you're a bunch of kids hiking in the woods, singing a happy song, and suddenly you realize that you're being followed by a dancing pineapple that's dancing pineapple. (laughs) Uh, Well, one of the things that catch me about Ludicolo is that despite its size that is like clearly larger than a human, it only weighs 121 pounds or 55 kilograms. I mean, it's it's only four feet eleven, so. Okay, okay, it, it is pretty thick, like Ludicolo thick, man. <laughs> anyway, and uh, so, first thing that comes to mind is the reason we chose Ludicolo today is because it's another Pokemon based on Japanese mythology, uh, and also a pineapple, but. <laughs> With a sombrero, which you wouldn't think would be Japanese, but a pineapple wearing a sombrero is apparently a Japanese legend. Well, it's a yokai, again. It's the kappa, and everyone knows the the kappa. And uh, I I wanted to do this one specifically because whenever I went on a trip in in Hokkaido, which is the northernmost island of Japan, I went to a place called the Jozanke Onsen. And at the Jozanke Onsen, there is a statue of a kappa. And it's right next to the Hot Springs River. And it's just a boiling river, essentially. Uh, and it was super cool to see. And the Kappa is this creature that comes out of the river and kidnaps, usually children, and drags them back into the river uh, <laughs> and eats them. Uh, now, fun stuff about the Kappa is that supposedly you can pacify it by giving it a cucumber if it ever comes it's at you. It's favorite food, right? <laughs> yes. That is true, and uh, Lombre is also a Lombre is also a Kappa, by the way. With Lombre, you can actually see like the thing with which the Kappa attracts people. It, it has like a shiny ball patch on its head, and it makes light glint off of the surface of the water with that shiny ball patch. And you go mm-hmm. towards the light, and you never come back. Yeah, and so there's are there are stories about the Kappa. Where, where you find a kappa dried out lying on the riverbank rather than in the water. And if you are to fill the top of its head, which is like in this case the rain dish for Ludicolo or its pre-evolutions, you can actually turn the kappa into your loyal servant because he owes you or it owes you its life. 
that's why it has that ability. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun stuff. Good stuff. There, I, there's a super obnoxious YouTube video called like Finding the Kappa, and I just that's how I learned that. But anyway, let's talk about Ludicolo in the games and whether it's competitively viable or not. Personally, I think it is. Uh, if you're using it on a rain team because yep. of Swiss Swim, it can go really fast. It gets coverage to good moves like Giga Drain and Ice Beam and like Scald, I guess, or like maybe even Hydro Pump if it learns that. Depends if you're going for. I, I, you probably want to go for Hydro Pump because you're trying to sweep with that Ludicolo. Yeah. yeah. The good thing, the good thing about Ludicolo as as a um, rain sweeper is that it's decently bulky. And it isn't stopped by the one thing that usually stops another rain sweeper like Swampert, which is grass types. That's true. That is true. It can get right through there. Now, the best part about Ludicolo, I think we can all agree, is its dance. And yeah. anyone who has ever played uh, Colosseum or Gale of Darkness remembers the fight with My Roar B, where the great music is playing. Ba 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 da ba ba. You know how it goes. It's really fantastic. I haven't played the game, but I am familiar with the character and the Ludicolo <laughs> meme. Let's dance! <laughs> it's always the most fun thing to fight My Ruby. And you do it a whole lot because any shadow Pokemon you missed in the game end up getting caught by My Ruby and you can catch them from him. And it's always with all those Ludicolo you have to breeze through first. In order mm-hmm. to get to the rest of it. Uh, now, Jashiro, what do we got from the TCG spectrum? Well, currently in rotation, we do not have a Ludicolo in standard, but we do have one in expanded, of course. Uh, the, the most recent ones are the ones from Primal Clash, which are the ones that we're going to discuss, discuss right now. First, we have the Water-type Lodicolo. It has two attacks uh, and a Asian trait, for those of you who remember Asian traits back in the day of uh, the TCG. Uh, this one is Alpha Recovery. When this Pokemon is healed, double the amount healed. Now, it has two attacks. The first attack for Astonish for 30. For one colorless, choose a random card from your opponent's hand. Uh, your opponent reveals that card and shuffles it into his or her deck. And then we have the second attack, which is Splash Dance for 60. Costing one water, two colorless energy. During your next turn, this Pokemon Splash Dance attacks does 60 more damage. Of course, that's after applying, before applying weakness and resistance. Now, that's not the only card we have. We also have a grass type Ludicolo. This grass type has an ability and an attack. The ability, once uh, it's called Captivating Rhythm, once during your turn, before you attack, you may flip a coin. If it switch one of your opponent's bench Pokemon with his or her active Pokemon. And of course, we have Solar Ray for third, for 80. Uh, one grass, two colorless, heal 20 damage from each of your opponent's Pokemon. But uh, Ludicolo is a cool Pokemon. A lot of people uh, like to play it as a meme, you know. <laughs> With all the dancing shindigs. Uh, in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, it looks like it got access to a big physical repertoire, such as like Drain Punch and Fire Punch and Thunder Punch. But with a base attack of 70 compared to, you know, special attack of 90, it's not looking too good either way. But I guess you could run the balance set if you're looking for some extra coverage that's not expected. I mean, I think the only physical move that sees play on Ludicolo is Fake Out in VGC. 
Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Just a free some free damage. Good stuff, though. All right, uh, you guys have want to talk about Ludicolo anymore, or are we done with this? <laughs> I'm all pineappled out. All pineappled out. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the mailbag. Cue the epic music. It's mail time. It's time for the mailbag. Send in your emails. The mail's here. Check your inbox. It's time for the mailbag. Mail! And moving on to the mailbag, where we read the responses to questions we ask every week. Uh, from the listeners of the Puckle Podcast, so you have a chance to be on the show in a sort of roundabout way. Uh, and of course, if you ever want to send in a mailbag, you just send it to pucklepodcast at gmail.com. That's P-U-C-L-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Uh, last week's mailbag question was... Scrawn, scrawn, scrawn. What? Scrawn, we gonna get that moneymaker in there. Oh, uh, oh, oh, yes. Uh, the mailbag is, of course, brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Ah! <laughs> yeah, sorry. I can't believe I almost forgot. You almost uh, crashed the entire economy of the podcast. I'm, I'm just well, saying. I may or may not be uh, bribed by Pepsi to, uh, for, you know. Traitor. <laughs> well... Uh, anyway, a question from last week was, the last uh, mailbag question was, if you could create a Pokemon, what would you create? Or what Pokemon would you create? And uh, hopefully everyone answered that question. I haven't seen, but the first email we've got is from Hydra. And here it is. Hey, Puckle Crew, it's Hydra. Felt compelled to share some of my thoughts on the topic of fan-made Pokemon and ideas for them. But first, I wanted to note what a good job I think Game Freak has done with creating balanced Pokemon overall. There are, of course, some exceptions, but considering the sheer number of Pokemon slash unique gimmicks they've created and all the formats they have to consider, I'd say they've been able to restrain themselves. As much as I like the Smogon creative Pokemon designs and concepts, the stats can get a bit out of hand. As for what might be a cool hypothetical Pokemon, I think an ability that removes hazards from the field in one way or another would be interesting. Please. Considering how omnipresent hazards are, at least in singles formats, it feels odd that we don't have an ability that specifically aids against them yet. Perhaps it could be put on a cleaning-based tidy Pokemon that would remove a hazard whenever it attacked, or a sticky you know. Pokemon with a bubblegum-like texture that took the hazards with it when it switched out. There's cer- there are certainly a lot of potential ways to do it, and that's what makes coming up with ideas for Pokemon so fun. Until next time, see you guys on the flip-flop. Hey, Thatch and friends. Oh, wait, no, that's the next email. Sorry. Well, I'm not Thatch anyway. It's fine. Yeah. We'll go ahead and uh, go to stuff. All right, Whimsicott, you grab this next one from Bowling for Bear. I do. Hello, Scrawn and friends. This is my first time ever writing or interacting with Puckle in any way, as I am a relatively new listener of the show. Well, welcome, my friend. Yeah, thanks for writing in. I was compelled to write in because I've had an idea for a Pokemon Evolution line for quite some time now that I thought was worth sharing. 
I was going to tell you my ideas for a dolphin Pokemon only because I think it's crazy that we haven't had one yet, but that seems a little uninspired. So I'll share this one instead. My three-stage evolutionary family idea is based upon stories that we are told as kids about things that happen while we sleep. All three of these Pokemon are fairy and dark type, which I think is an interesting combination and one that I don't think we've seen yet. We haven't. The abilities are Shield Dust or Dreamcatcher, one that I've made up. With Dreamcatcher, if the, opponent po- if the opposite Pokemon is put to sleep, at the end of each turn, 1 16th of its HP is drained and restored as health to you. It's kind of like Leech Seed, but only requires you to put the opponent to sleep and the health drain will activate. Pretty good. So, uh, <laughs> better Darkrai. I like this. Arguably better than Shield Dust. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's, it's better than shield dust <laughs> but it's cool like you create a pokemon and it doesn't it's not op i i, I already liked where yeah, this is yeah. going Go for it. so the basic form is called molary from molar and fairy and it's based upon the tooth fairy mm-hmm. it is similar in size and colors to spritzy but with more emphasis on the darker colors like purple red and black with only a few highlights of pink so it's octarine and I hope someone gets that joke. The color scheme carries on through the entire evolutionary line. It's kind of cute, even though it has two giant buck teeth. However, it still has a sinister smile. But don't worry, biting attacks are not its specialty, as the teeth are so large that it prevents small area from effectively using them. It's very pixie-like, and there's golden dust that flies off with each flap of its wings. It carries a tiny brown bag, like a deli bear would, which holds the teeth that children put under their pillow for the tooth fairy to take in exchange for money. Mother doesn't have a need for the teeth. It simply lacks the idea of playing a prank on the children who wake up to find that the tooth is missing and they didn't get any money in exchange. <laughs> awesome. Dark type, right? This, this concept is already amazing. Let's see how it goes on. Molary evolves by level up into Pixand from Pixie and Sand, and is based upon the Sandman. Its body is see-through and hourglass-shaped, with a head on top and a set of arms and legs coming off of the hourglass. It still has a tiny set of wings coming off the back of the hourglass. A golden dust that once endlessly shook off of Molary's wings now flows back and forth inside of Pixand's body, even against the effects of gravity. Wow. It is known for visiting people in their sleep and sprinkling just a tad too much sleep sand into people's eyes. This causes them to oversleep and be late for work and school. Pixen chuckles to itself as its victims hurry to get to where they need to be on time. This is brilliant! (laughs) This is so brilliant. (laughs) Lastly, Pixen evolves. Once again by level up into Melodream, from Melitology, which is the study of bee, beast, and dream. It also sounds like melatonin, a hormone involved in the regulation of sleep. It looks similar to Vespiquin and Aganodel, as it has wings, which still give off that golden dust. But instead of a honeycomb or a needle at its base, it looks like the net of a dream catcher, with feathers and beads tied on, string, on strings dangling off of it. It can buzz a rhythm that is soothing to make its opponents drowsy. Then it flies over on top of them, spreading golden dust from above to finally make them fall asleep. Unfortunately, unlike a real-life dreamcatcher, Maladream is known for causing bad dreams with this dust, 
However, it absorbs these nightmares into the netting of its dreamcatcher base, restoring its energy. I can't, can this guy work for, 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 for Game Freak, please? <laughs> I like mm. the idea of an evil or dark fairy line. Mm. Me too. I think the typing is unique and useful with few weaknesses. The line is definitely special attackers, not physical, and would have high special defense, but poor physical defense. A hefty amount of HP would be nice too, since I don't picture them as being speedy. They would obviously have moves based on the sleep condition. Maybe they can have a signature move that is fairy type called Sleep Sand that works like Spore with high accuracy. It will learn sleep-based moves like Nightmare and Dream Eater, but it also moves like Sand Attack, Fairy Wind, Faint Attack, Dark Pulse and Moon Blast. It would need to start with something like Hypnosis before learning Sleep Sand later, which has a higher accuracy than Hypnosis. And I think we could always use more fairy types that aren't just focused on being adorable. What my addendum to this is, it sounds like he's describing sleep power, but I would argue that Sleep Sand would not grant immunity to Grass-type Pokemon, which mm. would make it a distinct move. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much for listening and giving your thoughts on my idea. I hope to start getting more involved in the Paco community. Please do. I, I think this is where I say catch you on the flip-flop. Keep up the good work. Bowling for Bear. Bowling for Bear, I loved every single <laughs> oh, please, please come to the Discord server yeah. please and hang out. Stop by. <laughs> yes, and uh, I think that this create a Pokemon is certainly better than the one I made, uh, Trap Mom, Trap Mom, the Trap Pokemon, which is just the conceptual idea of a trap. Yeah, okay. I thought I thought for some reason it was gonna be a calamari. <laughs> and okay, let's go ahead and move on to the final email we have today from the real EV. But of course, so the real EV writes in saying, "Thatch, Viger, and Winsicott," which is okay. This completely is from wrong. the previous uh, <laughs> time. Yep, it, it, it's just Whimsicott is the one who's here today. So it's so uh, it's Scrooge, and Whimsicott. <laughs> Um, I uh, hope you're all doing well. When I look to see what this week's episode would be about, I just had to write in. I'm a huge fan of mythology. And as someone you know, uh, I named my son after the Greek god. But this week we're talking about Japanese mythology. So I know it's not hard enough to figure. Edgy Slash based off of King Arthur, Sword Excalibur. But... Did you uh did you know that Honage is based off the Muromasa in the Japanese curse the Japanese curse mm. sword? Muromasa has been known to make its users to uh it, it force its users to harm um or even take their own life. If that sounds uh if that sounds scary, uh let's take a look at the Honage Dex entry from Y. It says if anyone dares to grab its hilt it wraps a blue cloth around that person's arms and drains that person's life energy completely. Sounds a lot like the description of Muramasa. Have a great day, everyone, from The Real V. So I was actually reading a Pokemon webcomic where it's about a crime-fighting uh, fashion duo, uh, crime-fighting duo, and they use Honedges as, like, to become super-powered or whatever. <laughs> Free green thatch the entire time. (laughs) 
and it, it was it was fun because like the whole edges would like talk to them telepathically and stuff but yeah there a lot of uh fan comics have you know, like uh, an Aegis Slash or Dublade or Honedge wrapping around someone's arm and giving them, you know, extraordinary strength or like spiritual powers or something. Yeah. Like, I think even in the book for PTU, you can find one of those images, which is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. For the mailbags today, I think it's pretty obvious that we need to give the Green Taurus badge to uh, Bowling for Bear, right? Yeah, absolutely. That is, absolutely. That's contender there. <laughs> so if you want to come and claim that, just go to our Discord server and we will give you that right away because you've certainly earned it. Uh, in the future, don't write such long emails, but it's your first time, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, again, don't pull a whimsicott. Uh, I'm just saying everything's. Yeah, it's not time. like we actually. Uh, we actually. <laughs> we don't prize people on needless tangents. Like his, his email had like everything in it okay. had a purpose, so I'll forgive him. Also, <laughs> it would be very hypocritical of me not to. <laughs> So, well, thank you all for writing in the mailbags. Uh, next week's mailbag question will be, uh, what Pokemon from Japanese mythology do you want to talk about? Or, like, what Pokemon from Japanese mythology do you think are cool that we didn't talk about on today's episode? Uh, so, quick reminder uh, about Puckle stuff. Come and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Do the thing on the Tumblr. Do the thing on the uh, Reddit. Uh, oh, come I, on, Scrawn. abominable. This, oh, God. Uh, come join our Discord. That's the important one. Uh, do the other stuff. Anything with Puckle on it, click it. If you want to give us money, go to the Patreon and be a patron. We give you cool stuff. I think that we finally reached our $300 a month goal. So we're Probably. going to be releasing ex- ep- the fabled episode 6.5 to the patrons very soon. So you don't want to be missing out on that. Sure. Uh, so, uh, just so in case, because didn't mention them, the, our Twitter is is at Puckle Podcast. Our Facebook group is Puckle Podcast and TCG uh, Facebook uh, Puckle TCG. Uh, our Reddit is R Puckle. Uh, our Tumblr is PucklePodcast.tumblr.com. Continue on. Oh, good job <laughs> for being better than uh, my knowledge of the Puckle social media. Uh, anyway, our website is PucklePodcast.com. You can find all that stuff on there anyway if you just want to not have to remember all that stuff. Anyway, this has been the episode 337 of the Puckle Podcast. I have been your host, Zgron. I have been the fluffiest whimsicott. And I have been Lord Ashiro. And it is closing time in Lavender Town.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 